What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Bruce. Today, we're talking with Corey. He owns a mobile pizza business. Started off in the pizza bakery, and then he moved to mobile. And he's doing a lot of events, weddings, private parties. And I thought it would be cool to kind of have him come on and share his story about how he got started, but also how he finds people for these private events. We're always looking for things that we can do to grow our business, right? And and increase revenue. And these private events can be pretty lucrative because you go to somebody's house, you make them 30 or 40 pizzas, you're there for a couple of hours, you walk away with some cash, and you get to go back to your business. Maybe something that you could do on the side, or maybe it's something that you could do to get started to make enough money to purchase your brick and mortar in the future. I think this is a great way to kind of get out there because there's a lot of people who have these parties, and pizza seems to be one of these foods that lately has been prevalent in weddings and in birthday parties and in uh, private events. And you go in there, you work for a couple hours, like Corey's going to talk about in this podcast. You charge per person. You know exactly how much money you're going to make going into it. You know exactly the products you need before you get started. There's no there's no guessing. It, just, it is what it is. They pay you a price. You go there, you show up, you cook a couple pizzas for them, and you get out of there. And we talk a lot about that in this episode with Corey. It's a good one. I do have to say thanks to a couple of our show sponsors. First of all, Food Tech Solutions. If you're looking for a point of sale system, a new one or an upgrade, definitely check out Food Tech Solutions. It's the one that I used in my pizzeria. I love it, especially if you are a takeout delivery pizzeria. It's got fabulous delivery software that tracks the delivery drivers. It tells you where they're located. They just have to have an app on their phone. It does great email and text marketing, and everything is inside of one ecosystem. Yes, it's not the cheapest system you're ever going to have, but the fact that it does all of it in one system means that you will do it. When we have these four or three systems that we have one for email, one for text, one for our point of sale, you end up not really using them to the best of your ability. Food Tech allows you to do all of it in-house in one POS system. Foodtechsolutions.com forward slash SPM if you want some more information on that. And of course, my friends over at Stanislaus Food Products, go check it out. And if you want to get the best tomatoes for your pizzas, I use them at my house and in my business. Stanislaus Food Products, whatever kind of pizzeria you have, they have a product that's going to fit the style of pizza you're doing. And if you need an oven, go check out Fierro Group. FierroGroup.com. Check them out. They'll be at the Pizza Expo. I won't be there, but they will. Go check out their booths. And the cool thing about Fierro is they let you cook their pizzas, and they just let you use the oven. So if you are going to the Expo, go check out their booth. You can cook some pizzas. You can check out their Opera Prima dough stretcher product that they have. That's pretty amazing. You won't regret it. All right. Last thing for me before we get into the podcast episode. Sorry for all these sponsors and plugs, but you know what? We got to pay for this podcast here, and we got to pay for the magazine that we're doing. I'm super pumped. If you're listening to this podcast when it comes out, SPM Magazine is launching in just a couple weeks. Just the reason this podcast is coming out a little bit late, I was working with the editor, I was working with the, desi- the, the designer, and we are finalizing the look and layout of the magazine. And I have to say, the articles that we have coming for this episode or this magazine in March is going to be amazing. And people ask me, is it going to be quarterly or is it going to be monthly? And I said, you know what? We probably could do it monthly, but I don't know if the content is going to be top notch if we have to continuously find 10 to 15 articles a month to get a monthly magazine. I think at that point, we would just be doing it to kind of fill the ad space and make money versus really creating content that's top-notch. So I think we're going to stick to quarterly because it's a lot easier, to be honest with you, for us to get 
articles from people who are like you operating the pizzerias or want to operate the pizzerias and then submit it, edit it, make sure that there's something that everybody can walk away with in that article that's really amazing and do it quarterly and have really good content quarterly versus trying to rush it and just doing a monthly magazine because you'll get more ad revenue. We're only getting ads in there to pay for the cost of doing the magazine because to be honest with you, it isn't cheap. It's pretty expensive to do a digital and print magazine. And now I know why the ads in those magazines are so expensive because it's not cheap to do it. But that's coming out in March. So go over to smartpizzamarketing.com and subscribe. It's free. Just download. You can get the download. We're going to have a limited supply of print. So go make sure you get on the list over there. Otherwise, you'll be left out. Thank you so much. Let's get into the episode with Corey. Corey, what's up, man? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Not bad. Uh, it was a little chaotic today, but uh, we made it here. You're in the pizza business. Every day is chaotic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's gotten a little less chaotic over the years. Um, I used to own a physical location, but now I just do the the pop-up kind of catering thing now. So I've done the, um, you know, 80 hours a week, seven days a week thing before, and I've dialed it back. <laughs> same, same. We're in the same boat, except I don't even have a pop-up yeah. now. I just do these pop-ups. I pop up here on the internet and talk to people, yeah. hang out for a little while. Smarter. Uh, but, get, you know, give us a background about, like, what you're doing, the name of your business, what you're up to now. Yeah. Yeah. So Rise Pizza, um, I'm from uh, I'm in, in, in New Hampshire. So we're, it's, in, it's Hudson, New Hampshire. So we're right on the mass border, about 40, 50 minutes from Boston. Okay. Um, not too not too far yeah, from I've been, me. I've been doing it a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're right in, uh, yeah, right on the, you know, Nashville. We're next to Nashville. Yeah. Um, let's go where that is, but, yep. Cool. What do you, yeah. so what do you do? Um, so right now we have a, I just bought a uh, refurbished little horse trailer, actually, this this past summer. And uh, it's a 1999 Valley horse trailer, and I completely gutted it, turned it into a, in a little food trailer. So uh, I'm running Gosme ovens off the back. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with those. Yep. Um, right now we're just using the, um, the, the kind of the smaller ones, but I'm going to update it or upgrade it up to the uh, Gosney Dome this spring. So I'll have two of those off the back of my trailer. And, um, you know, so you can make bigger pizzas, less prep, you know, obviously it makes more sense to make bigger pizzas for, you know, weddings, catering and, you know, things like that. So, Is that what you mostly do? Uh, uh, so yeah, I try, I try. Weddings, catering, stuff like that? Yeah. So, so I've kind of learned my lesson um, with like food truck, you know, festivals, you know, all that, you know, pop, you know, yeah. You know, fairs, it can rain. You never know the turnouts. Um, you know, find it helps, obviously, crazy hard. So, you you know, you overstaff, it rains. You, you know you know how it is, all yeah. the, the prep that goes into, you know. So, I like catering. I know exactly what, what I got to make. I know exactly how many people there. There's, you know, usually very little surprises. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Obviously, there's <laughs> always something that happens. But uh, but uh, it's a little less uh, chaotic, a little less work. I know exactly what I'm going out to do. And uh, I, don't know, I just prefer it, you know. Yeah. Can I pull up your Instagram here? Because I was just yeah. kind of, as you were describing what you're doing, yeah. I, was, I was pulling up your Instagram. And um, sure. there's, a, yeah. there's like a photo here of you, which if you're watching it, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, you're not going to hear it. You're not going to be able to see this, but <laughs> go to our YouTube or if maybe if you're listening to Spotify, we'll probably put the video up on Spotify. Um, but so these are the ovens that you use oh, right here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The rock box. Yeah. yeah. The Gosby rock box. I have one of yep. these. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's great. It's a great little oven. I love using that oven at home. It, the thing about that oven, so I have an uni. I have like an older uni, and then I have yep. they, uh, um, Gosney actually sent me one because um, I did a podcast. Oh, nice. I did a podcast with Tom uh, back in the day, and he sent me one yep. of those. And um, I like the Rockbox. Nice. They seem to keep the heat pretty well. 
Yeah, and the stone is fixed. To, I don't know if your Uni's the one. It, the stone can kind of move around, so yeah. like transport, it can kind of be a little weird. Yep. Um, this seems to hold the temperature the best. I, I've used so many ovens, uh, you know, deck ovens, uh, you know, wood-fired ovens, um, electric brick ovens. I, I've had it all, done them all, and um, for whatever reason, this little four or five hundred dollar machine uh, honestly seems to be like the best oven I've ever used. <laughs> you know. Um, you know, so I don't know. I like them, but I'm just going to update it so I can put bigger pies in. Yeah, plus it probably, like, as you get bigger events, it probably is a little bit challenging once you get to, like, 100 people to do. Even, like, yeah. if you have four of those, it's still challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, going to be quick. <laughs> uh, what kind of pizza do you serve? Uh, so it's Neapolitan, um, you know, a little twist on it, obviously a little New England flair on there. And it's um, kind of just whatever I'm thinking at the moment. I just kind of make up pizzas, um, you know, I just – Whatever topping sounds good, you know, throw some Mexican stuff on there, throw some Greek stuff on there, um, pretty much whatever. But it's a ne Neapolitan uh, inspired dough, you know. Yeah. Uh, we blend our own cheese, four different blends. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much that. And, and how did you we get do it? it? We do it in Detroit style too. But... Oh, do you? You cook the Detroit style in the yeah. in the Gosney? Yeah, so it's not something you can do on a, on a big scale. Um, I haven't really perfected how I would do it uh, just yet in a uh, catering setting, but uh, but at home I do I do make them. Um, but I'd like to offer because it's different, but a little bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? it takes a little longer to cook, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So what? What made you get into pizza? Uh, well, <laughs> I've been I've been making pizzas for twenty years, believe it or not. Really? I'm only thirty five. You know, I might look younger than that, or else people say that. But, uh, but yeah, I started at sixteen, uh, pizza delivery guy. Uh, worked for a Greek family, and uh, just kind of learned the ropes from them. Um, you know, started at sixteen delivering pizzas. Um, obviously, got up upgraded to cook. You know, rolling dough balls with the old man in the basement. You know, <laughs> prepping food, and um, you know, eventually started kind of like running the kitchen a bit, running the ovens. And um, I think I worked there until about twenty three and a half, twenty four around there, and then a pizza shop. Uh, went up for sale down the street from ours actually. And they were in the midst of selling themselves. So it was kind of a good opportunity to, yeah. you know, get out of there anyways, go do my own thing. And uh, one of my good friends from high school actually worked at that pizza place. So we both bought it together. Uh. And um, so we bought it, uh, remodeled it, changed the name and um, just went crazy. You know, just got crazy busy, uh, blew up. Uh, you know, we were working like million hours, <laughs> you know, uh, but I was only 24 at the time. So I could do that. You know, like the first year I worked, whatever you're two hours before you open an hour after you close or so whatever if you get 80 90 hours a week for <laughs> literally a year like wow. literally it was a year we only had three days off um you know thanksgiving easter christmas were the only days we closed that first year then we realized we don't have to work like animals <laughs> you know and um you know we got busier able to hire help you know so it, it, we ended up getting a couple of days off you know a few years or a couple of years down the line but um but then i started having a family kids um in that time i we owned it for about five years together and um in that time, I, I met my wife and we opened a bakery too. So okay. we had um, about two years in the pizza place, opened the bakery, so I had two spots going, and that just became insane. <laughs> so, you know. I can imagine. I can imagine yeah. what it's like because both like yeah. bakery's super early and pizza is kind of late, right? Yeah. It never ended. Seven days a week, we we're open over there, you know, four or five in the morning. So let's get there. Don't close at the pizza shop till 10. Don't get home. You know, so it was literally. From sun up till sundown, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and uh, it became a lot. You know, we started having our kids and stuff, and um, I think we got to the second one before we were like, "All right, we got to start selling some of this off, and you know, maybe doing something else." You know, so I, I sold my half of my pizza shop to my buddy, went over to the bakery for about two years to put some time in and uh, get that place, you know, dialed in better. 
and then um, and we made the decision to sell once we got pregnant for our, our third child. So um, so that was kind of it. We're like, no, <laughs> we're not going to raise that pizza or, or I can't buy the uh, yeah. pizza oven anymore. That's that's enough, you know. And that's so, at that time you sold yep. the bakery and then you started this, like what you're doing now. Yeah, so there's been a gap in between some of these some of these times. So I actually sold the bakery two weeks before COVID hit the news. Oh, somehow. I mean, good <laughs> so, for you, right? Uh, so we like just, yeah, yeah, it was good for us. Um, so we sold that, got out of there, and I had plans to get into some real estate, doing uh, you know some a couple other different things. And uh, COVID obviously put a halt into just about any other plan I had, you know, after all of the food stuff. And um, so I ended up starting a uh, cleaning business because <laughs> I was like, well. I don't know. Everything everyone was nervous about just as a cleaning business. So I started a cleaning business. Um, and and, and that was about maybe three or four years, I guess, three or four, whatever code, three years ago. And uh, it kind of evolved into a flooring uh, company, too. So I, I linked up with a buddy of mine who does, does flooring. I was like, hey, I'll offer this. So we buddied up. And now it's kind of a cleaning flooring business, you know, a handyman, general, a few different things. Yeah. But uh, so, um, yeah, so that's been about three ish years of that. And then um, I saw the, I, I always wanted to get back into the pizza thing. It's just, you know, if you do it with my, I could do it in the dark. So it's like, yeah. it's just easy to do for me because it's all I really knew and know. And um, so it's just um, kind of, I saw the Gosky rock boxes. I was like, wait, you tell me I can buy a couple of these things for, you know, a thousand bucks. You know, when at one point I had had a brick oven, I spent 12 grand for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, I can start up again, like with this little amount and, and uh, so I threw a few thousand bucks down, uh, bought the trailer and, you know, did a few pop-offs, little catering and bought the trailer, refurbished that. And now we're, uh, you know, taking off again. So, but we already had our social media from before. So that helped us out a lot as far as, you know, getting it going again. But, so you could reach out to people yeah, who were kind of customers from before to, to kind of get the, the pop-up going. Yeah. So actually, yeah. So actually the people I sold my bakery to, they had it for about two and a half, three years and they, um, Tried to sell it, couldn't sell it. They had actually ended up closing it. So um, I, we were friendly and stuff. So I reached out to them, and I, we had a strong following, like ten thousand people on Facebook. I think we have like almost two thousand on Instagram. And I was like, hey, if you guys are going to do it, anything with these, like I, I, I'm literally was in the middle of starting this other thing again. Yeah. I was like, can I take over those pages? I'll just change the name, and everyone knows this anyway. You know, it'll be an awesome opportunity to you know start off with that from so right. scratch. So uh, they were like totally cool, you know. Grab it, go. Do whatever you're gonna do, and um, you just change the name, change the logo, and um, a lot of all old customers knew us and remember us, and you know, started booking out. That's <laughs> so, pretty cool. That's pretty cool story. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so yeah. is that it's how? A you, lot. It's a lot. Yeah. So, what do you do? Like, so when you get customers now, or like, what do you do for events, or how do you yep. go about getting new customers or new events to do? So, if I, like, so, say, so, so if I'm starting yeah. out, right? Like, if I'm new, what would you yep. suggest I do? If I'm starting a uh, something like you're doing, yeah. So uh, I joined a lot of the um, wedding pages that are local to me. Um, like a lot of there's the Facebook groups uh, yeah. that you can join, and there's a lot of brides. So always, multiple times a day. Anyone know a caterer for this day? Anyone know? Okay. So I have like a spiel, you know, pre-written, copied in my notes that I just, you know, hey, I'm Corey, Rise Pizza. You know, like us. You know, obviously link our our two pages with the website. Um, you know, feel free to reach out anytime. Then I'll usually throw a few, um, you know, pizza photos or a video or, or a picture of the trailer. Put that all in like uh, the comment, and yeah. um, you know, then the people just reach out and other people see it, and that's how we've been booking a lot. Um, is, is is a lot through there, honestly. That's and, cool. Uh, you know, word of mouth. People see us on Facebook, Instagram, and yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's going pretty good, actually. We're already booked out for I think September and October next year, with a couple of other dates. And um, 
yeah, it's been, it's been crazy. It, 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 you know, those are the busier months for weddings anyway, so yeah. it's typical. But, but uh, yeah, it's taken off a lot quicker and faster than I than I thought it, it probably would have. But that's pizza, great. Everyone likes pizza. Uh, I mean, listen, <laughs> yeah. I think pizza in COVID probably did this. Yeah. Like a lot of people were doing something that's easy for weddings or. All right, so I I think with 2020 and COVID happened, I think a lot of people are looking at alternative ways to kind of have parties or weddings. I feel like the last three or four years, I've heard so many, maybe it's because I'm in the pizza industry, but I've heard so many people starting like you're starting and doing like events and weddings. And it just seems like there's more people out there looking for those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you think that like, there is a lot of competition now versus when I had kind of started doing a lot of this stuff, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. So I actually had a brick oven trailer I'd built like you know, eight years ago. I ran for like a summer and um, I just ended up selling it. And it's kind of annoying at the time, but there wasn't a lot of people doing it yet. Like, like uh, the, the actually the way I got the idea was for my wedding, we hired a brick oven uh, trailer to come to our like rehearsal dinner. And uh, I'm looking at the thing. I'm like, I just paid you this fucking, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Swear to you, I don't know. But yeah, uh, good, I was like, I just paid this guy this much money to hang out here for three hours. And I'm working 80 hours a week to do the same thing. You know, all the overhead, everything going on. And, you know, obviously there's benefits to both of those things. You know, brick and mortar, cash flow is consistent. That's nice. But uh, and you're always having to sell when you have a, a catering business. You're right. always selling yourself, you yeah. know, where you're brick and mortar. People know they come in and out. So there's a little difference with that. But um, but yes, yeah, so I, I think there's just. I think there's enough room for, for, you know, a lot of people, you know, tons of people out there. Um, everybody, you try to find someone that doesn't like pizza. And if you do, then they're probably, you know, <laughs> weird anyway. Yeah, you know, listen but, to this podcast. Uh, everyone sure. likes pizza, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is yeah, true. Everyone likes pizza. It's universal. You can feed a lot of people with it, you know, goes far. So, yeah. And you know, you're right. There is a lot of people out there. Like the thing about it, it makes like the Gosney ovens and being able to be mobile makes it really easy for someone to enter the market. But because it's easy to enter the market as a business, there's also a lot of competition. But it, you have an advantage because a lot of people who are doing these mobile pop-ups have never done pizza before, right? They've never been in the pizza business. They've never yeah, done any kind yep. of business like that. It's almost like they did something else. They wanted to do pizza. This is their entry point to do it. So if you are a pizza yeah. person who's owned and operated a pizza business, you have a little bit of an advantage versus someone who's just starting from oh, yeah. scratch. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Yeah, because it's like I'm used to the pressure, you know, so I go to a wedding and I'm like, you know, right. or any kind of care thing. I'm like, man, like, there's no surprise. There's no drivers calling out. There's no counter girl didn't show up at five, you know, she's rolling in at 535 on a Friday. You know, there's none of that stuff happening. I got my my wife usually helps me. She's uh she's awesome. She's she's actually a pastry chef. She went to CIA. Oh wow. Um, up in upstate New York. Yeah. So she she knows the drill. She actually ran the bakery most of or pretty much the whole time, and uh, so she helps me too. So we're pretty solid, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. So it's yeah yeah definitely having the experience helps for sure. You know because I'm able to do what like three people would do. <laughs> you know basically. You know so. you you plus you're out in a, if you're out in an event you know all right I got to make 300 pizzas all right at least you know you need to make 300 pizzas ahead of time when you're in a in a pizzeria yeah. you might make 300 pizzas or that rush is coming in it's 5:30 you don't really know when it's going to end it could not end until you close yeah. I mean you know what your closing time is but you yeah. don't know how when that rush is going to end Oh yeah 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 then you got what you know a couple people, I want one well done I need this one light cheese I need this you know you're like this is yeah. what you got you ordered this you know you know a few gluten frees or whatever here or there but it's not like you know, specific stuff, which is, yeah, it's, it's definitely easier. <laughs> how do you, so how much, how many events do you need to do in order for it to be like really profitable for you for, to be able to run it like a business that you can support your family in? 
Yeah, so I wouldn't say that um, for me yet, or at least this isn't like a full-time thing, obviously. Wintertime is pretty much dead. Yeah. Um, I, I have my flooring and cleaning business too, so that, you know, is kind of like, you know, you know, that keeps me busy enough too. Um, we started, um, I want to say we rolled this out in July or August, and we were doing, you know, one a weekend or back-to-back -back here and there. Um, but I, the pay's pretty good for the amount of hours you're, you're doing. Um, it, it's pretty good. It, it pays out, you know, for sure. It's just um, different than like a 40 or, you know, like a brick and mortar. Yeah. You're, you're stuck in that spot, you know, and waiting for the door, you know, waiting for people to come in and out. But, uh, but yeah, I have a minimum. I know what I got to make, you know, and um, I have that all set. So it's good for me. It's <laughs> yeah. hard, too, because we're in New England, so it's cold here for five months out of the year. So I'm sure there's not a ton of, ton yeah, of stuff happening. Yeah, definitely stinks, yeah. December, January, February, March, probably not a lot going on. Yeah, I think my last one this year was December like fifth. It was actually a Christmas party at someone's house, and uh, oh, yeah? it was it was a huge party. The guy had like two hundred people there. It was nuts, and uh, we were doing. I was like, hey, as long as I can set up like you know right outside your garage, kind of with my stuff. He's like, whatever, and we set it up like we normally would under a pop up say. And um, I had a, a runner just running. We had a buffet style like inside the house. A runner just running pizzas in and kept it flowing, kept it moving, and. Um, yeah, I mean, you can, you can, with that's what's cool about the pop up of the Gauzy. He's kind of being like a little nomadic. You can kind of set up any, anywhere, you know, so you couldn't kind of do it all, you know, all year, but, um, but booking them, you know, is, you know, depends on the season. Right? That's cool. So you went to the guy's house and he had a party and you just kind of set up in his driveway and that's how you made it? Yeah, yeah, literally. I just left the garage door open and we set up like our ovens like two feet outside of the, yeah. of the door. So we don't have the fumes coming in, obviously. And then, you know, put our, fold up table in front of that. So you kind of set up your, you know, your line, you know, you know, moving them in and out of the office, making your pieces build them. It kind of built like a, a pop-up within his garage. That's <laughs> which cool. was kind of, it was kind of funny. How much know? did you charge? How, <laughs> much, did you, how much did you charge for that? Is it per person? Yeah. So I do 20 bucks a per, if it's just pizza, it's 20 bucks a head. So, and then just make as many uh, pizzas you know, as they can I, eat. That's it. Yeah. I just you know, kind of watch the, the buffet line and, and then just fill in whatever is, you know, kind of going. And then uh, that usually, I usually hang out for about, I like to, I like, I like cooking to be about an hour, but parties like that, I kind of do like two hours and kind of feel because people are in and out, people come late and, you know, so I, I, two hours is usually the maximum I'll hang out and keep making the food. And, um, you know, then I fill up that buffet before I leave. I leave them with pizza boxes. I fill them all up and say, here's, you know, 10 pies. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you guys will be drunk and hungry later. Have fun, <laughs> you yeah. know, and uh, that's pretty much it. But I'd say that overall, the event takes about three to four hours. You know, you get there an hour before, get your stuff all, you know, warmed up, get yourself going. And then, you know, hour breakdown and, and uh, take off. You that's know? pretty good. Like, that's we offer more. We do more than just pizza. So. Oh, you do? What else do you offer? Yeah, yeah. So we do appetizers too. So we'll do appetizers. Uh, my wife's obviously pastry chef, so she does desserts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, salads too. So it goes up from there. So I think it goes. I'd have to look at my pricing sheet, but it's like twenty bucks for just pizzas. You get um, up to five options from there, or five different pizza options. And then it goes up to I think thirty-five for pizza salad. Then it's like forty-five for a pizza salad appetizer. Then it's like fifty, fifty-five. You'll know, add dessert. You know, so it, you know we have a, a range. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, w yeah. um, that's great. And I mean, I love that idea for someone who's just starting out in business, like for a pizza shop, because that's yep. two or three hours of work and you know how many pizzas you're going to make, you know what the agenda is before yep. you get there. I mean, like, that's great. Especially for us who are, yeah, catering is where it's at. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. 
Oh, I thought I could. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, catering is definitely where it's at. Knowing how many people are there, knowing then there's no waste. You know, um, th- that's the biggest thing. Obviously, throwing away dough freaking kills me. I'm sure you've yeah. scraped out a few, you know, containers totally. in your time. And you're like, all oh, that time waiting for it to proof, rolling it out. You're just like, ah, oh, you know. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Knowing what you got to bring is, is huge. It's awesome. And it's good. It's like a not super expensive, too. So if you're having a party and you have 50 people and it's like 25 bucks a head, I mean, like that's yeah. You're gonna make dinner and all that time you spend, and it's just like something fun too. So it's like not super expensive. Oh yeah, and there's always every time I do it, there's at least one person in the crowd that comes up to me and is like, "How do we make? You know, I got an oven in my house, and you know, how do we do this? You know, what do you do? And you know, so it's kind of fun. You know, I don't think there's ever been one that I've done where someone hasn't been like, "I got an uni oven," or you know, "What do you got?" You know, yeah. It's kind of fun. It's like it's almost like you're um you're bringing a show to people too. Yeah. People are watching you. You know, like sometimes I've done some. Uh, I think one of the ones that I did was like a like a kid's birthday party or something, and we were like just like in the party, like it was a backyard party, small backyard. <laughs> you know, so our pop up was like literally like we're in the party. You know, so people are like you know watching us make food, and it's just kind of fun. It kind of gives you like a hibachi feel, yeah. but with pizza. You know, <laughs> does anybody ever ask you to make the pizza? Yeah. Like, can I make one? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it, but you know, you, you hand someone a piece of dough, they, you know, they're like, ah, you know, they, no <laughs> they rip it, they try, you yeah. know. I, mean, I love the people who are like, how hard is it to make a pizza? I'm like, well, here, here's this, here's some dough, let's see how fast you do it, you yeah. know, and then, yeah, it's not, it's not as easy as you think, you got to do it. A, no, know, especially in like a mobile times. environment where you're not <laughs> in the same, you're like, at least if you have a brick and mortar and you're in the kitchen, you can kind of, you know, your equipment, everything's kind of there, but when you're in a different spot every time, it makes it way more challenging. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't forget and stuff. You know, you got to have a checklist too. You forget a pizza cutter, that's going to ruin your day. You know, so <laughs> yeah. there's like the five things you need, you know, you definitely need the peel. You definitely need the cutter. You need the oven. There's like the core things you need, everything else you can kind of, you know, figure it out. But yeah, you don't want to forget that, that of the Semolina. What do you do for permits? <laughs> you have to get a new permit for each individual town you go to. No. So you just have a commissary kitchen. And uh, so like, I, that's why I avoid a lot of the, um, the um, like food truck events or going to like uh, breweries and things like that. Cause then you do need individual licenses for the town and the town wants to come look at it. You know, it's just not, it doesn't even make sense, but you know, uh, so catering, you don't need that. You, you just, uh, you got your food license yeah. um, out of the commissary and then um, you can cater wherever, you know? Oh, because if you are at a food truck or a brewery, you're, you're serving the public, right? Exactly. Yep. You're serving the public. So you got to have a permit from that town. So each individual town, say you go to a brewery in Merrimack, that's its own department. Now they got to look at your Manchester. They got to look at that. You know, if it's just catering, it's uh, you got your food license. You're good to go. So. Yeah. Oh, cause it's a private event. That's a good, that's a probably way easier too. Yep. Dealing yeah, with town yeah, is oh. not easy. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> cause it's not even like it's a set like, standard across the board it's each town has their own health inspector has their own rules and it's probably a nightmare exactly yep yeah oh yeah and they make it so they they want to see you set up too so you're like how am i gonna be so am i gonna set up the day before and then you come look at it tell me i'm good and then i come back the next day reset up like it's just like (laughs) logistically it literally literally makes zero sense (laughs) you know so i just you know i've dealt with the inspector yeah i've been doing it for a while so i just try to avoid as much of that as i can by you know not doing those and, yeah you know and they're too risky anyways you know? yeah i i mean listen i think this is great i mean if you want to get started in the pizza business and you want to do some events like this it's so how much did it cost you to like from start to finish to kind of take your, oh, take your thing that you have now pop- to to get going 
yeah, the the pop up, the, the initial start with just the pop up was like, I think I spent twenty five hundred bucks, <laughs> you know, with the with the ovens, you know, a few, you know, some folding tables. You got the easy up. Um, yeah, I think it was like twenty five hundred bucks, and then I then I bought the um, the trailer that I bought. Obviously, I had to refurbish the whole thing, so I got that for thirty five hundred. I think I put like a thousand bucks into it, like I painted it, put a new floor in it, did all kinds of things to it, and then obviously got to buy your pizza unit. You're, yeah. You know, got to put a three bay in there, um, things like that. So I'll be all into that trailer, but I did it all myself. We're not paying someone to do it, so that's you know cost. Um, I'll be into my trailer for about eight. Um, but if you, you mean you can spend upwards, I'm sure you've seen, you've yeah. spent a hundred grand on trailers. You can do it. You can go nuts, you know, but if I can give anyone advice, don't do that. <laughs> um, try to do as much as it, if you are handy, do as much as you can. And, uh, but if you're not definitely that, cause that, that my first trailer I had built by a contractor <laughs> who I overpaid by a ton of money to oh, build really? me the worst trailer. Like I, I sold it because I just hated it. <laughs> it wasn't built right. I just, I just was like, this is not what I want. I couldn't even look at it. I hated it. Yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but uh, so but make sure whoever is building these things for you, vet them. They're legit. You know, make sure they build things to spec that is going to pass inspections. Like don't, you know, you know, definitely make sure you take care of that. Part. Yeah, that's a great, <laughs> yeah. that's a great piece of advice. I think I was talking to Nick for, who owns like yeah. three food trucks and a couple brick and mortars on a couple podcasts ago. And um, if you ever yeah. have a question like that, if you're looking, not you, but like people listening to this podcast, yeah. just like you go into those wedding groups, I'm sure there's like food truck groups who can kind of steer you in the right direction, who have bought food trucks or had them built by legitimate people that you mm -hmm. can get referrals from. Take it easy. Take it slow, oh, right? Like yeah. don't rush into something. Yep. Yeah, because it takes a long time to pay that loan back. You know, for the yeah. oh, it's only you know eight hundred bucks a month for the next eight years. Well, in the winter time, that sucks. <laughs> you know, and and uh, you know, say it's slow. I mean, you can make good money in this business for sure. You know, if you're dialed in, you got to go and you can you know work it. It's definitely money here, but it's um, it's not for everybody <laughs> for sure for sure. And um, you know, definitely tiptoe around because you can you can lose your shirt. Quickly. Plus, if you, I think you should start like you start. Start cheap as cheap as you possibly can to see if you. First of all, if you like it, right? Yep. Like, forget the money about making it a business. But what if you hate it? What if you get into this and you're like, I yep. spent a hundred grand. This sucks. I hate. I hate every aspect of it. Yep. You know that's yeah, possible. That trail is going to be worth about twenty after that. Exactly, you know, yeah. and it's, you know. So uh, yeah, definitely. Any advice? vet these people because <laughs> i've got it i got it before it wasn't fun <laughs> well this has been fun Corey. where can people go say hello to you on social yeah. media i mean i know i shared your instagram but did you have a website that people can go check yep. out yeah so um i believe my facebook is just rise pizza i think you could, or maybe it's rise pizza nh um that would be the instagram as well yep. and then uh my website is uh rise pizza nh.com and um yeah, anyone that's interested in uh, having us come out, where I'm available anytime. I literally text people all day long, so it's no big deal. That's awesome. Yeah, your website, risepizzanh.com, and then on Instagram, same thing, risepizzanh.com. We'll link all that up in the show notes for yep. this episode if anybody wants to say hello to you or have a question or um, see what you're up to up there in New Hampshire. So, Corey, don't awesome. go anywhere yet. Thank you so much for hanging out yep. with me here today. Sure. You as well. Thank you. Thanks, Corey, for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for listening. Do me a favor. Leave me a review on Spotify or iTunes. A lot of people listen to this podcast, and we definitely don't have a review from everybody who listens. So if you're listening to on Spotify, go to the app, hit the five-star review. That would be amazing. If you want, if you were an iTunes listener, go leave me a five-star review, and then just leave a couple words. Bruce, love the podcast. Keep it up. Or what episode did you love? And also, you can follow me over at Smart Pizza Marketing. I just did a giveaway for some merch, some SPM merch. 
over on Instagram. So we're going to be doing Instagram stories. If you have to answer some questions, we'll pick somebody who interacts with us over there. Plus, they're funny memes. You can get a good chuckle over at Smart Pizza Marketing on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Show notes will be over at smartpizzamarketing.com. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time.